0: Good morning and welcome to our Sycamore Township workshop meeting for Tuesday, August the 4th, 2020. The time is 9.04. Once again, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we're following House Bill 197. that allows local government the opportunity to conduct meetings remotely. We're following our governor's guidelines. Protocol for our Thursday night meeting, August the 6th, Will be discussed later during our administrator items. Let the record show that all three trustees are present. Fiscal Officer Rob Porter has been excused. At this time, I'm going to ask Mr. James, Mr. Weedman, Law Director, Mr. Desai, if if he's on board yet, to uh, give uh, authorization for your name to be signed electronically, and I will also give my approval. Uh, Mr. Weedman, I approve. And Mr. James? I approve. Okay, and I approve. And I'm making a motion to approve the July 14th, 2020 trustee meeting minutes. Motion. A second. Second. A- any discussion? I-, I know uh uh Mr. Desai made some corrections. Uh, so uh, uh, those the meeting minutes we're approving? Yes, yes, please. Yes. Okay, do we all get those? You did.
1: Yes, I got those yesterday.
2: they they look fine to me.
0: Okay. Uh, Mr. Warwick, do you want to call the vote?
1: Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbara?
0: Aye. All right. Up next is Tracy Collins, our road maintenance park supervisor. Uh, you're up. I just want to, uh, comment that Jason Petty was outstanding Did a wonderful job at our annual car show on Saturday. And, uh, I understand that the, uh, the chipping program went
3: well, is that correct? Yes, it did. Yeah. And uh, we'll start off with uh, Jason has joined us today. So the first thing, uh, so Jason can get moving is uh, he's gonna give you a little update on the park advisory committee, so uh, Jason, go ahead.
4: All right, thanks guys. Yeah, uh, so our advisory committee met uh, last Monday or not last Monday, but 7-27-20. Uh, We discussed uh, several different things. The things that they uh, voted on and wanted to move forward were um, looking into getting uh, message boards for the parks. Uh, We talked about the A-frame signs that we have currently, but having uh, signage in the parks for upcoming events. And some of the programs that they wanted to uh, look into getting or uh, started were yoga in the parks Um, some urban farming, which would be, uh, more like classes, not necessarily, uh, like actual farming in the parks or having urban gardens in the parks, but just classes on how to have, uh, maybe this at your house. And then, um, also concerts in the park we discussed, and those were things that were voted on and wanted to, uh, you know, go forward with trying to, uh, to get started, uh, the other things that were uh, voted on were the playground equipment at Bechtold Park that is in between the super shelter and the block bathrooms. They wanted to go forward with the uh, planning on on getting that uh, re- replaced, and that was uh, the meeting was. Uh, we started at seven o'clock. They're they're going to the meetings are going to be the last Monday of every month at seven o'clock. Um, the meeting went from seven to eight thirty and we also had uh, some other things the meeting minutes will be uh, they should be on the internet on our website uh, by the end of the day today um things that we also discussed that they're going to be working on and ready for the next meeting will be uh, to look at the parks rules if we need to make any updates with the parks rules that haven't been updated i think the last time they were updated was 2012. So we're looking into uh, whether or not any of the parks rules need updated. And uh, other than that, uh, we had the car show last weekend. The car show had 37 uh, registered vehicles. And uh, I am working on actually getting the the two winners so that we can put the pictures up on the uh, Facebook page and our website. So I believe that's all I have if you guys have any questions. I don't
2: have any questions. For the question I've, I've got some photos of the winners that um i think i sent to you that you might be able to use or if you need individual photos of them then you can certainly reach out to them for that um i, I had a question about one of the things the parks committee mentioned because i've had a few residents mentioned this to me too and that's yoga in the parks is that something we could get going soon it's something a lot of other communities around us are doing blue ash and summit park in particular but i think also Montgomery, sims and others I know a few instructors who are out there who could do that, and I don't know if you need trustee approval for that. It seems like a pretty inexpensive thing to get going that would probably be compliant with any of the health directives.
4: Yeah, I have currently I have two yoga instructors that I have spoken with that both showed interest in having the classes and they were going to do it voluntarily. So that's, um I have two, but that was also something that I think that we were going to discuss as to, you know, how quickly we wanted to move forward with it and then how best to either get it on our Facebook page and also have other avenues to to have it advertised. So that was the other thing, I you know, with the way that everything's going right now, I did not necessarily know how much we wanted to advertise to have a large crowd, but I don't, you know, i think getting the details together i think we could probably have it start as soon as as we get details figured out which park we would have it in if it was going to rotate parks if we were going to ha- you know several different parks in a month i think all of that stuff i think those were just the things that they wanted to that was one of the things that they definitely wanted to move forward with
2: yeah what what i've seen in other communities some of them are advertising as simply as putting a little chalkboard like chalk easel thing there at the park entrance and noting when it begins um Facebook's another option, too, but yeah, I would suggest if you could get that moving, I'd, personally at least, I'd like to see that maybe in a few places. Uh, Bob Meyer Park, Bechtold Park, and then uh, perhaps Schuler Park up north. Uh, that way we cover most of the territory of the township, too, if, if we're able to do it. Yeah. And great job with the car show,
4: by the way. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Jason, so they're working, you're looking at uh, replacing the uh, playground equipment at Vectro Park. Are they going to uh, select from a particular company, different companies? How are you going to go about that?
4: So I believe that would definitely, and Tracy could probably speak a little bit more to this uh, with experience, but I believe that it's going to be um, probably in the scope of uh, finance that's going to have to be sent out to bid for several different companies to look at. But yeah, I would think that. Uh, what I plan on doing is at the next advisory committee meeting, bringing several uh, reference guides that I have catalogs for everybody to look over and kind of get an idea as to the equipment that uh, that they might want to see in the park, and then kind of go from there. Thanks, Jason.
3: Yeah, th- th- this is something that we've been looking at. Obviously, uh, the the big one Beck told us something that definitely needs to be worked on, and replaced. It's not in good condition, but you're probably looking at over a hundred thousand dollars to do this. So, you know, we're looking for some, uh, direction from them. We've, we've, uh, looked at a couple designs already, but you know, we want them to pick out, you know, what kind of age groups are you looking at? What kind of events would you like to have? But this is definitely something that will have to go out to bid because it's, it's going to be well over the, the threshold that we can just award to somebody. So this is going to be publicly bid to do this project. Are
2: we, Are we allowed gonna- to do public sponsorship? Uh, sorry, private sponsorships for anything like that. You know, like stadiums have naming rights, for example. I, I I don't know what the the law is on that with the township, but if we could find a a business that might be interested in uh, some promotion there at the same time as funding some of it, is that something we could do or that we've ever done? We it to be tasteful. Never
3: done that before.
0: I mean,
3: I, <laughs> we've gone for grants. We're we're looking into grants for this also, as far as. Uh, Private sponsorship—I'm sure uh, it's something that's possible to do. We have never done it, though. Why are you offering it?
2: No, I am not. <laughs> but thank you for asking. I—I I, I like that instant outreach. You can ask a bunch of other businesses that. Too.
4: Okay, thank you, Jason. All right. Do you guys have any other questions? I, I don't. I, I don't all right thank you
0: jason,
5: jason good thank job you, jason appreciate it uh okay. deepak so, just uh, sent out a text saying that he's watching on the stream but I, i'm not sure why he can't get on who deepak
3: okay uh moving on uh we talked at our last meeting about signage i gave you a few i gave you some prices and a few uh examples Talk to the companies. You asked me to check with them on, uh, you know, possible smaller signs hanging off of them to say meeting tonight or something that can be done on any of those signs fairly inexpensive. It basically would just be setting anchors in the uh, uh, masonry foundation and then uh, making whatever kind of signs it is that you want to hang there. Uh, so very inexpensive, not not going to really uh, change the price of the wall. You know, there'd be a small fee for making any kind of sign that you want. Obviously, these would have to be signs that is something that's going to be recurring often so that, you know, we're not making up a sign for every event that we do. But uh, very inexpensive. It can definitely be done. So, you know, I, I know we talked last time about looking into uh, we were – leaning towards the monument sign uh, that was not the LED because of the price. So, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, you want me to move forward with that, Uh, you know, as far as uh, looking into it more, getting
0: more selections, if you want to look over what I presented last time. I'd like like to get more, uh, more selections from you if you could. But another thing we were talking about, we would light the sign from the front. And I know some, some signs have, uh, that are lit from inside. Do uh, you know what I'm talking about when I, exactly. I, I, I do internally, internally lit? Uh, yeah. Can you give us somebody, some examples? I'm sorry.
3: We, we can do either one of those. We have electric out there already. You know, so we could have a monument sign and shine lights on it, or we could do a lum, you know, lit from the inside.
0: Either way,
2: Jim, are you thinking like those blue ash signs they have that actually have multicolor illumination from behind, or something more basic? Uh,
0: I would say something like that, but I've seen some that are more white in the background and they're lit where you could really see them. It really pops out. Uh, there's some examples of those. I was looking online, going around different places. But uh...
5: Tracy, maybe you can uh, just see if the, see what the uh, option is on a backlit sign, just to see if uh, it's possible. Yeah. That, uh, that would be adaptable okay. for what you're looking at. All right. Let me butt in. Mr.
2: Desai just texted this again. He's got a message. He was unable to rejoin the meeting because he was previously removed by the host. Rob Ebel, you might see him trying to get in, or maybe you can unblock him.
6: Yeah, I have not seen him. Could he have been Megan? I, that was the only person that maybe.
5: I... Maybe. That's, that's possible.
6: Yes, just ha- have him log back in.
2: Okay, I think he's watching, so maybe he'll try that now.
7: and Gentlemen, I'm... I'm- I'm texting with Rob behind the scenes to try and try and work this out.
1: are these Zoom meetings great?
0: <laughs> okay, Trace, uh, what, what else do you have for us? Okay, so uh,
3: we talked about 6330. Uh, Cooglin Mill last meeting. The permits have been obtained through the county, and uh, the demolition is scheduled for next week. Great, great. So we'll finally get that uh, eyesore down.
2: Have we notified the residents behind it and Stirbridge? They might be interested in that, and along the um, little private road there next to it.
3: No, we have not notified anybody. You know, could
2: Could you reach out to them, perhaps, because it, it could affect their property as the demo is going on, and they'll certainly be concerned about it if they see trucks in and so forth
7: yeah do we do we want to sign out front huh do we want to do we want a, a demolition notice sign out front
2: that would be a good idea
5: would, if That's we could if, if do that that'd be great
7: yep we'll, we'll probably modify one of our zoning signs but we can do it okay
3: And mo- moving on our, our projects the Montgomery Road sidewalk project has been completed if any of you have been ba- by there it turned out very nice uh, striping is done uh so that, that that's that has been completed and uh it's being well used uh driving down through there Absolutely. you see people on it all the time
5: already yeah Tracy, great job on that by the way really i, I know that that was uh, as we tried to navigate across the, the creek at uh Mercedes and uh, that was a, that was a tough, tough deal, but uh, you guys did an awesome job.
3: Thank you. Yeah. That was challenging. And we had a good contractor. Ford did a great job. They did. So, uh, the, uh, Sycamore road project is moving along on schedule. We're closing the last, uh, section here, uh, at the, the East end towards Kenwood road starting August 10th. That'll be next Monday. To uh, do the final leg of that, uh, the, the maintenance facility. If, if you notice, if you've been by, uh, structures up, uh, salt domes has been completed, uh, so th- it's moving along well. Also, other than that, we now have curb projects going along on in uh, Bayberry and Marlette. All those residents were notified. Uh, Is Lieutenant Tarr on? No. Okay, I'll I'll have to uh, get a hold of him. Just want to uh, notify him that uh, we're probably going to uh, allow people to park in the fire lane on Marlette overnight when their uh, driveways are out as long as they remain a legal distance away from a fire hydrant. So I'll get in touch with him and let him know that but those projects are both doing good At lead is doing those projects and they're moving along very well. So moving on in your package, you'll see that you have three letters to do with the Cooper Creek project. Uh, the first one is a letter that uh, Adam Lehman had asked about uh, for the Hamlet County soil and water conservation district, just saying, that the township would cooperate would cooperate. Uh, Mr. Ward put that together. Uh, so we will sign that if you don't have any objections to that and get it out to them. The second letter, the one that you see on there now is the letter that's going to everybody uh, on the streets that we have approved, uh, letting them know, uh, Cooper Creeks put this out, letting everybody know what the benefits of them are. Uh, We also added on there that uh, we want them to be. uh, We want them to know that they're going to be responsible for the maintenance of those trees also in the right of way. We want them to understand that before it's put in so there can be no trees put in unless these are signed by people. At the house, because I know a lot of people, even though we have approved streets, a lot of people on those streets do not want trees out in the right of way. So we want to make sure that everybody that is suggested to have a tree is approving of it. And then the last page are the uh, streets that I went out and looked at and approved where the trees basically will not have an impact on sidewalks or wires. Uh, we've given this to them, uh, the, so the, these are the streets that, that that consent form will be going out to. So if you don't have any problems with any of these, we'll uh, get those guys started on this. We'll get this to Adam and move forward
5: with this project. Tracy, so if so if someone is on one of those streets and they elect to have a tree put in front of their house in the right of way, they are responsible for maintenance of that tree? Yes. And so, what happens five years down the road when they've moved? Maintenance is required, and these guys and the next owners saying, "Look, uh, I—it's in the right of the way. That's not my tree."
3: That's a good question, and I would refer to Mr. DeSai on that. But uh, he, I would—I would i would imagine, is he on yet? No. No. But- what was that so uh you know that's a very good question i mean they are in the right we are one of the only townships that do maintain trees taken down in the right away
1: that that's right because most places tom <clears throat> the the right away the ones in front of my house i got to maintain them
5: okay and i understand that but we do maintain them in the right away so that's why I'm yeah. i'm wondering you know We're going to have some that we maintain and then in this case we may potentially have some that we don't maintain and where do we draw the line when uh, we put it in with the understanding that it was going to be maintained by the homeowner and five years later the homeowner sold his property and uh the next guy's saying look hey you maintain everybody else's why aren't you maintaining mine just an issue that we might want to think about
0: yep it's a good point. Thanks, thanks, thanks for going out and identifying those streets, taking the time to do that. Sure.
3: Uh, the only other thing I have is a purchase order in front of you.
1: Well, Tra- uh, Tracy, I think we better have a motion. Uh Tom, are you okay to have a motion so we can move forward with this? Understanding the uh yeah. Okay.
5: Sure. I, I'm I'm just trying to raise the issue because I think we're we're eventually gonna have that issue somewhere down the pike
1: right right so can we get a a motion i'll make i'll make a motion
5: so that
3: motion is to move forward with the cooper creek collaborative yes three program
1: yes and we'll take a roll mr Weedman. aye mr james aye Mr. LaBarbera.
5: Hey, Rob. uh, uh, I got a text that says that uh, that Deepak is actually Megan. We we bounced him off. Yes. Yes.
6: We didn't know that uh, Deepak is Megan.
5: Okay. His secret identity?
6: (laughs) I hope he's not dressed that
3: way.
5: That's more than I need to know quite
3: frankly. Yeah, that's a little too much information.
5: (laughs) Sorry, Deepak. We shouldn't have made those jokes. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> so the only other thing I have is a P.O. Uh, for the force and this is to install the Salto security system which we have on all our buildings on the maintenance building in the back this was not included in the project itself because you can't uh, do proprietary uh, when you're going out for a public bid so we held this out on purpose So that once the building was up, we could hire them to put the system in to match the system that we have. And it's in the amount of $21,160.97. That's not only for the building, but it's for the gates. This will be a gated uh, lot so that the general public cannot get back around the equipment, the salt
5: dome, and uh, the gas pumps. I'll make a motion to approve the... uh... Uh, uh, PO for the uh, so for the uh, security system on the uh, new building.
1: I'll second, Mr. Warwick, Mr. Weedman, aye, M- Mr. James, aye, Mr. LaBarbera,
0: aye. Trace, is that it? That's all I have, unless you gentlemen have any questions. Any questions? Uh, no, question Tom, Tom. Uh Lieutenant Mike Tartt is up next, but uh, I don't believe he's on. Is he online?
1: Jim, he just logged in.
0: He just got out. His audio
1: is coming up.
5: Right.
1: <laughs> Can you hear us, Mike? Yeah, sorry about that. Well, you're on.
4: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Live from my kitchen. <laughs> Do
1: you have anything to report today?
4: Uh, we just, we're, we're remaining with the limited response, uh, with COVID. It seems to be going well. Um, we haven't had any instances internally, um, that with the patrol division. So I, I don't really have an update on when that will go back to a, the the full response. I think obviously that's kind of out our, out of our control at this point.
0: Lieutenant, anything else to report?
4: No, um, just getting settled in. Um, I sent my cell number to to Mr. Warwick, so uh, he can share it with whoever needs it. Um, I'm I'm here and uh, just yet getting used to things. Thanks for the warm welcome.
0: Thanks a lot.
3: I didn't know 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 if you heard me before. Uh, Just want to thank you for reaching out to uh, our resident Katie over down Silvercrest with your email.
4: No, No problem.
0: Thanks, Lieutenant. Thank you. We're gonna move on with uh, Chief Rob Penny with the EMS fire report, what do you have for us, Rob? Good morning, gentlemen. Um, right. <clears throat>
6: couple things, uh, last meeting I had mentioned uh, based off of the reports that we get from Hamilton County that Brookwood retirement had uh, like 20 something cases of the COVID and uh, I spoke with them after the meeting and apparently they were not updating hamilton county on their cases and these cases were going back into uh early april and they, they had never taken them off as being a, uh, an expired case so uh the update now is they basically have no cases in brookwood um and um they um, the case the, the the ones that did have it have been uh out of the fourteen day, they've been uh, cured, and they seem to be handling things pretty well up there. So, Any problems
5: with anybody there, Chief?
6: Uh, no, no, we not no more there than anywhere else. I mean, we're we're still getting the runs. Uh, last night we had two high fever runs. Uh, we've got uh, about ten confirmed cases that we've transported in July, and. Um, they're 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 still out there, it's still coming. Um, we've got right now we've got 26 cases uh, that are home quarantined, and and that's going back just 14 days. So um, uh, they they are active cases at this point. And then uh, in the last 14 days, we've had seven cases that have been uh, released from it. So um, it's it's an ongoing thing. I do know that listening to the uh, governor and the radio this morning, it sounds like the mandatory mass and the social distancing and, and kind of doing what everybody's doing as we are with the Zoom, they, the cases have somewhat fallen off uh, in the last 10 days. So um, it seems like what everybody's doing is working and um, we're declining rather than increasing on cases, so that's a good sign. So hopefully we keep the momentum up and uh, we can get this thing under control,
5: Chief. On the 20 cases at Brookwood, um, I mean we're talking about all compromised people. Are you saying that they all got through that without any problems?
6: I we don't get the reports on whether or not, you know, they they lived through it or didn't live through it. Um, basically, all we get is that they 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 have' they're an active case and then they, and it's it's an expired case okay so we we don't get the information on the outcome okay. but we have not been told by anybody that anybody has passed away from it so I'm, I'm hoping and assuming that that's not the case but uh, I, I can't guarantee that since hey, Chief, if you got,
0: so this that's disturbing to me to, to find out that they've had that on the books for a number of weeks and you got to wonder if that's the case with one in sycamore Township, uh, what about all throughout the state of Ohio, and how's that affecting uh, the governor's numbers?
6: I mean, it's possible. Um, it
0: you know, sure, is. It sure yeah,
6: is. it's possible. I mean, we we had quite a few. I mean, we get we get our reports from the county communications center about every two, maybe three days, and it's always got increased cases. And as of yesterday's report, Brookwood showed all active cases and then um, now that it's been updated you know there's there's nothing there for um the last 14 days so so you're saying it went from
5: 20 active cases to zero
6: well they they were actual cases that happened it's just that they had had it and then they got rid of it 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 went through the 14-day cycle but they never updated the county on them being you know, being uh, expired and expired. We don't really
0: know what happened to those 20 people.
6: No, 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 we don't.
0: But they showed on the record
6: week after week. They they did, they did, Um, which, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure the record that the governor gets is not 100%. I don't know, I don't know if you'll ever get that Um, with everybody in, in the state of Ohio having to refer reports to them you know, it, it would probably be pretty tough to get a good number. I mean, it, it could, it could be worse. <laughs> you know, there's, there could be a lot of people sick at home that don't report nothing. So who knows? So, um, the only, the other thing I wanted to tell you was, um, uh, Mr. Weedman had us, uh, uh, got us hooked up with Hamilton County on the filters and the mask for the COVID. And we have received some of those filters in now. We're putting them to use. They, uh, we, we, we're going through face masks fast. I just ordered another 2,000 face masks um, a week ago, and they, we, we go through them. We ordered gowns. We ordered the, uh, um, the face masks and um, the gloves. We had ordered breathing treatments. We, ordered, um, we, we actually ordered some uh, disposable tents that goes over the cot for a breathing treatment. Um, so hopefully we try to avoid breathing treatments at all costs, but if, if the patient does need it, we can do it, but we have to pretty much encapsulate the patient so their exhalation isn't contagious to us as uh, from the breathing treatment. So we, we did buy encapsulated tents to do that and we're, we are using the CARES Act funds to purchase this stuff. It's totally uh, legitimate for that type of expense. So um, we by having these filters and having the mask, this is something that can be cleaned, can be reused, and we can use it if we, uh, we can use that type of mask if we get into a situation where we don't have the regular throwaway face mask. So I'm glad that those come in and we're, we're, we have a backup plan or uh, you know, if we if we need to cover our face,
5: Chief, do you have the? Uh, have They delivered the the cleaning the cleaning uh, apparatus to to clean that as well. We have not. Okay, I'll check into that.
6: Okay. Um, the other, oh, other,
5: the other question, Chief. Yeah. yeah. Those masks here are those N95s or are those surgicals or what are you? The 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 ones we just bought. Yes. Are just surgicals. Surgicals. Okay. Yeah, just the
6: regular blue type. You know. Uh, we don't we have a we have a pretty good amount of the N95s, but we we use the surgical mask unless we actually have to do a breathing treatment or something where we got a direct exposure. OK, but, uh, the, the regular surgical masks work fine. They're a lot cheaper.
5: <laughs> did, did you uh, check with Nick to see if we what we have in supply on uh, N95 or on uh, surgicals?
6: We um, I believe Jerry just picked up some uh, supplies from him uh, okay. week ago last week. So we should
5: be in pretty good shape on uh, surgical. So you might want to double check instead of us buying them. We might want to just get them from uh, EMA.
6: Yeah, we, um, um, I believe we did get some from EMA. The only reason I bought them, I've got a vendor that has them in stock. And we were like down to two boxes oh, and okay. he got them through us the next day. So I went ahead and got them because I knew we'd use them. So I went ahead and got them just so we could get them in here real quick. It kind of, I kind of get uh, cold feet when we get down to two boxes. Sure. So we were able to get them in rel- relatively quickly. So that's the reason I went ahead and got those. We- we'll go through those pretty fast, actually. So um, the only other thing I have is we did have a meeting with our new medical director, and he's now on board with us. His name is Jason Lovers. He's a um, ER physician down at uh, with UC, UC Hospital, and he does a lot of this uh, attending at uh, Jewish Hospital. So a uh, very nice guy. Um, whenever we get back to a point where we're uh, meeting in person where we can have the public there, I'll, I'll bring him in for an introduction and let you guys meet him. Sure. So other than that, um, we've had a couple of our firemen that weren't feeling so great. And uh, we got them tested and they came, in ne- they came back negative. So, um, so far, we're doing pretty good with that.
0: Right, hey, Thanks. Uh, any questions?
2: Yeah, I, I, I have one. I'm curious, and I'm not sure if you know, chief. I noticed there's a second tent up now in the Jewish Hospital parking lot by Kenwood Town Center. Is that expanded testing or something else?
6: I, I they, they have not. They didn't even tell us they were putting a tent up there. <laughs> so, uh, Doug, Doug was going to go down and check with, it, but I believe it is part of their their testing. I don't know if it's a second test or if it's a place for them to go if they have a if they have a um, actual symptoms to where they separate them from the regular testing tent
7: okay Thanks, Chief. Uh, they actually did submit a uh, a zoning application for the uh for the additional tent uh and it was it was covid related activity so we went ahead and just processed that for them
6: okay. the only the only thing that we were concerned about was being able to i mean with that tent up there it blocked some of the access to that part of the building for fire equipment and uh, it is in the main driveway. Um, we can still get through there and we're going we're to deal with it right now because of the situation. Uh, we, it's more important for us to, to um, have people get tested and for them to be able to do their job than for us to be throwing curveballs at them. So we'll, we'll make it work, but we, we can get through there if we have to. And if we have to, we, take, we can take it down. I mean we can take that we can take the plastic off of it or the, the tent material off if we have to literally park under it but i, I don't see that being a problem
7: but we're working
0: thanks chief uh scholar miller planning zoning administrator uh you're up
7: all right good morning everybody uh just a couple quick updates and then some resolutions that we can go over uh i'm gonna do a screen share here hang on Oh, wrong screen. Sorry. Hmm. This this is what you said last night. Can you guys see the table that I have up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. All right. uh, So I uh, I, I sent this information to... um, Uh, to you guys last night Uh, i just wanted to go over very briefly this is these are preliminary stats uh for for 2020 as compared to uh 2019 uh in the future i plan on going back further with our historic data to try and try and establish some trend lines uh and then also start fleshing out this data uh a, a little with a little more detail you know new new housing builds versus uh um, you know, remodels or accessory structures. Um, but just as a, just as a quick uh, status update, uh, obviously our, uh, our permitting is down this year. Uh, we're looking at uh, about a um, 60, 65% reduction. Um, or I'm sorry, uh, excuse me. Uh, right now we're, it's uh, about 60% of what we, what we were doing. Um, from, from prior years, uh, or from, from 2019, sorry. Obviously the, the, the biggest hit that we're, we're seeing right now is with, uh, commercial permits. Uh, those are down and, um, the property maintenance, I'm actually not going to go into this too much. There is some discrepancy between, uh, our, our current practices and, and how we're, um, documenting, um property maintenance complaints versus, uh, prior years In prior years we were, um, we were tracking every, uh, oops, Ohio utilities, uh, protection services, uh, record as a, as a complaint. Uh, we're still following up on those, but, but we're not logging as, as complaints. So we'll have to adjust those, those historic numbers to, uh, to match. But we are certainly, um, you know, keeping Kevin busy right now with, uh, um, his, his field inspections and, and complaints. Uh, BZA cases, uh, haven't been hit so bad. Again, this is, this is, uh, for, for seven months, uh, of, of 2020. Uh, it is somewhat on track. Uh, BZA cases, although, you know, we will get some, uh, uh you know, commercial cases. The majority of those are residential, uh, in nature. Um, simple area variances for, um, you know, either additions or or accessory structures. So those are on track. Uh, where we've seen a, a a major hit is our zoning commission cases. Uh, new, uh, you know, either either zone changes or PUD plans. We're not we're not seeing a lot of those. However, uh, we just got three applications, uh, which are uh, for uh, for August. Uh, we have three PUD ones. Uh, so these will be reviewed by a uh, zoning commission um, and they don't actually meet the threshold for trustee review, but I'll go ahead and share those, um, uh, share those cases with you. So uh, our first case is uh, uh, for August is uh, 9110 Montgomery road. Uh, this is coming in. Uh, it, it, it's currently um, our, our double O uh, planned office uh, district. So, in order to make any changes to this, they were required to come in uh, under the, uh, the the PUD process. Uh, essentially, what they're looking at is splitting some ownership here, and there's going to be. Um, let me see if I can get a laser pointer out here. Uh, they're creating a um, a non-conforming lot back here that that's the cell tower only. Uh, so. There's no proposed change right now to the primary use of the, of the um, the property, which is, is an office. And right now, I believe it's a a State Farm insurance office. Um, the ownership of that may change, uh, but again, it, there's there's no change to that that principal structure. Next case is actually uh, 8915 Blue Ash Road. Uh, this is Blue Ash Self Storage. They actually received approval for their entire site, I believe, back in 2013. Uh, but the, the the development window that they had is uh, has lapsed, and a condition of their approval uh, was to uh, to come back in front of uh, uh, zoning commission should uh, you know should that that time limit run out. Don't expect any issues. Uh, they're they're simply uh requesting a, that a time extension uh there is a um a large manufacturing facility on this on this site right now that will be demoed uh for for the construction of uh um these additional six storage buildings and then finally we have uh our case on 7260 eddington drive uh this is Ep- epic holdings um they uh, uh, they're doing warehousing and uh, supplying uh, active lifestyle products. Uh, this is the existing building uh, on site. They are actually doing a pretty massive addition uh, to this, and uh, they are coming in right under the threshold uh, of a PUD two. There uh, the the cutoff is sixty five percent, and they're they're coming in at sixty four percent change uh, with their um, with their ISR. So. Uh, we will be reviewing this, again, only from uh, from zoning commission.
2: Skylar, so, how many square feet is that down? one again? Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was the address of that one? And then Tom had a question also. Yeah,
7: uh, 7260 Eddington Drive.
5: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Skylar, how many square feet is that addition?
7: Uh, I don't have that information in front of me. I apologize. I'd, I'd have to pull it. Um, give me one second here. Let me stop sharing for a second. If I can figure out how to.
5: That's right. Just send me a text.
7: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get you that information. Okay. And Rob, I guess that's a a technology issue here. How do I stop sharing?
2: You are you are not sharing I'm not
7: right not now. Sharing now. Oh, I'm not. Okay. All right. I think there's some. I'm using the web browser, uh, so I think there's some lag in in buttons I click versus um, versus what you guys see. So.
2: Sorry. By the way, I think Mr. Desai has been able to join us by phone now. Eepak, are you there? I am. There we go.
4: I was it up.
7: Uh, let's see here. So, Tom, real quick, uh, the, the square footage on the addition is just over 7,600 square feet. Yep. Thanks.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Exterior is going to be consistent with the, uh, the existing building. Okay. So. All right and uh, I do have a couple of resolutions for you let's see here me go ahead and re-share all right can we see resolutions yes okay all right Uh, first resolution uh, is for 7225 garden Road Uh, this is uh, declaring a nuisance on the property as you can see, we have various uh, trash and debris. Uh, this is actually an old dilapidated uh, deck that was, that was ripped off and, and uh, left in the yard. Uh, so we're looking to, uh, um, again, declare this property a nuisance so that you know, these structures and, and the debris can be abated. Uh, the other one that I have for you uh, is uh, 12106 3rd Avenue. Uh, also known as one two zero nine eight third Avenue. Uh, there's multiple addresses on this on this property um, Again declaring a public nuisance uh, trash debris tall grass um, And you can kind of just, just see all the material that's 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 around that site
0: Okay, Skylar, why don't you take one at a time, do the first one, and uh, then we'll we'll do a, a vote on it. Okay. That, that, first, that, first, that first
6: picture had a propane tank out in the backyard. That's a safety issue there. On which property, Chief? That first one, the pictures, you showed on the
7: first on one. On garden? Yeah.
5: There
7: you go. Yeah. Yeah, just, just unsecured propane tank out in the middle of the yard okay here we go i'll quit scrolling around uh so first one resolution providing for an authorized removal of vegetation garbage refuse and other debris and declaring nuisance for the property located at 7225 garden road sycamore township ohio 45236 motion second, second.
2: I, I do have a question and as to both of these actually though i assume we've warned the uh homeowner or property owner here and ask them to comply and so forth before moving ahead with this. Is that correct, Mr. Miller?
7: Yes, sir. We are, we are continually trying to, you know, our, our goal is always um, voluntary compliance. Uh, so we, uh, we work with the residents, we try and establish dialogue. Um, sometimes we beg, plead, control to, uh, you know, to get a satisfactory, um, uh, you know, resolution to this. Sometimes we, you know, we have that dialogue and, uh, they just drag their feet to the point that we have to finally step in and take action. Uh, you know, this has adverse impact to, to the, to their neighbors. Um, so, you know, it, at some point we have to, you know, take this next step. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we also have other cases where they, they literally tell us to, to go go pound salt, you know, so to speak. So, um, Bet they're not that polite. <laughs> they're, they're not, <laughs> but uh uh you know we'll we'll be we'll be working on one of those shortly as well. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. Now, Mr. Ward,
0: uh, call the vote.
7: Mr. Weedman. aye. Mr. James,
1: aye. Mr. LaBarbara,
0: aye. Okay. Next one.
7: Uh, and Mr. James, I will say this uh, just just for the record, if if. My department is bringing a, a resolution in front of you. It's because we feel that that we have exhausted all reasonable um, opportunities to uh, to to work this issue through through some other means.
2: Right. That's that's what I understood and, and expect certainly. And I just think it's always nice that we wow. should point that out to the public as we're going yep. around this.
7: So, Absolutely. Okay, our uh, our next one. Uh, a resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 12106 3rd Avenue, also known as 12098 3rd Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45249.
0: Motion. Second. Mr. Warwick, any discussion? Mr. Warwick? Mr.
1: Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Labarbera.
0: All right. Any other questions for Mr. Miller? Skyler, anything else?
7: Uh, that's all I have for today. Thank you very much.
0: Right. We've got a law director on board now, Mr. Depakta. Cy, what do you have for us?
7: Uh, nothing to
1: report, sir. Okay, That's
0: quick, that's real quick. Our administrator is Mr. Ray Ward. Right. Yeah. First thing
1: up is the, uh, Hamilton County township association vote for the, uh, uh, district two integrating committee. I'm going to kick this over to Mr. Weedman.
5: Yeah. So, uh, we have, uh, uh, I had sent this out to all of the, um, townships we've gotten, uh, so far we've gotten four, I think, back that have approved the, uh, the proposal for, um, uh, appointments to the, uh, to the him county, uh, Uh, Township Hemp County Integrating Committee. Uh, Those those, uh, nominees are uh, Tony Rosiello, uh, Denny Connor as members, and Dan Unger and Josh Girth as uh, as alternates. Um, This is a uh, um, this is a um, Denny Connor and Tony Rosiello, along with Dan Unger, who's been an alternate, have served for a while. uh, and, uh, uh, we had one trustee from the West side who decided not to continue to participate on the integrating committee. So Josh girth, uh, uh, agreed to take the space as an al- alternate to Tony Rosiello and Josh is from Anderson Township. So, uh, we just need to, we just need a motion and a, uh, to approve these four people to the integrating committee as appointments from the Hamilton County Township Association, I'll make a motion to approve. I'll, I'll second the motion. Um,
2: I I will, I will add, I still have some concerns about the process here. Um, I I think there's some confusion with the county as to this as well. as I mentioned in our last meeting, the Ohio revised code is very clear that these two appointments are are to be made by a majority of the boards of trustees within district two, which is Hamilton County. Um, The county seems to think it is made by the Hamilton County township association, and maybe that's how it was traditionally informally done at least. Um, th- there, there haven't been alternatives offered, but on the other hand, I have no problem with this current slate. And as Mr. Weidman pointed out last time, it's hard to actually find people to volunteer for positions like this. So I, I'm appreciative of all of these candidates that they're willing to serve. Um, I, I would just suggest as, as these terms end next time, perhaps we should be a little more organized in terms of how all the boards of trustees come together on this through HCTA or otherwise to have a a more deliberative process. Obviously COVID-19 has thrown a monkey wrench into all
5: of that this year though. So Mr. James, I can address that. Um, Every board of trustees is voting on this exact same proposal. Um, Like I said, I think four of them have already turned back their, turned in their um, uh, votes and they've approved this slate. Uh, I think two more are doing it today, uh, which will get us to six. And so we'll need one additional uh, we'll need one additional board of trustees to approve it. So um, uh, we are doing exactly what the Ohio revised code requires us to do. And that is to ha- uh, have a vote by each board of trustees to, to either approve or deny this slate of, uh, of people to serve on the Integrating Committee. Yes, I, I agree we're now doing that. Do we know
2: when the Integrating Committee will next meet, by the way? Maybe Mr.
5: Kellams knows that, or maybe you do, Mr. Weidman? Um, I don't know, but Tracy, you may be able to uh, weigh in on that.
3: Uh, I'm not I don't have that date in front of me it is coming up we are having an integrating committee meeting to go over the uh, let me see if I can find it real quick we're going over this rounds 20% funding round. not 20% uh, It's the OPWC, the SCIP and RLP. Uh, so that, that's coming up here soon. Let me see if I can find the date for you.
0: oh well, thank you, Mr. James, for bringing this forward because uh, uh, this is my third year as a trustee and I don't recall uh, ever being asked to vote on this. Well, one of the reasons, Jim, is
5: because um, we haven't voted on it in four years. So um the four year term? Yes. I
0: believe it is. Four year term.
5: Okay. I
3: do not have that date in front of me right now, but it is coming up, I uh, believe, it, it, this month in August, actually, for our okay. first meeting.
2: If you come across that, would you please let the trustees know just a little that bit is. on our radar. Um, but yes, it's important to get this done then so that the two representatives appointed by boards of trustees of the townships have legal voting authority because their current terms have expired. So. I don't have further questions. I'm ready to move ahead. And unless others have questions.
0: No question.
1: Mr. James, aye. Mr. LaBarbara. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Okay. Next thing on the agenda was this accounting software, but Mr. Porter can't be with us this morning. He's in court. Um, and, uh, There's really a couple things going on there that I would just like to mention. Obviously, I'm proposing to switch to the UAN type of software that's provided by the state auditor's office that everybody's going to now because they've really done a good job over the years tailor-making this really for township use. So I think it's an obvious and practical suggestion. Um, We'll have more debate about that. But the other thing, I, I, would, I sent out another email, I think uh, Friday, pointing out that the way that the township has been operating, at least in the last two years, is that we, we violate uh, the spending limits that are put in place at the first of the year, and sometimes even the reserve. And our practice in the last couple years has been to make all of that right in December uh, so that the books look correct Uh, especially this year's uh, because it's one of our audit years and that's simply not the way that's designed to work. Uh, Those appropriation uh, spending limits are set in place uh, on purpose and that's what we're supposed to go by. We're simply not with this system uh, uh, looking at that often enough and uh, the auditor uh pointed this out this time because we had those huge moves of money in december out of the Jeds to kind of make sure everything up after the fact and that's not the way it's intended to work and uh he originally had them his findings after some discussion with him um he agreed to take it down to management com- comment which is fine but i think we need to change that practice Um, because it's not the way it's supposed to work. And um, uh, we need to fix up where we're at right now and then uh, come up with a plan of how to going forward, make sure we're not doing that. Um, And uh, uh, I just think it's something, obviously I've made you aware of it now. And I think it is an issue and both the state auditor and the county auditor are urging us to please uh, uh, get our operating condition in the in the in the proper shape.
5: Mr. Warwick, I, I, I in your email you had suggested that we were deficient in two funds, and is that does that have anything to do with the fact that we have not received our second half uh, tax collection yet from the county?
1: No, that has nothing to do with uh, appropriations. The appropriations are what you approve for us to spend, irrespective of how much money's in the reserve and irrespective of how much money is gonna come in in the second tax settlement. They really don't have anything to do with uh, each other. Um, we we can come and ask to have those appropriations increased uh, at any time, um, and in the in our case we have sufficient reserves in those two uh, the two that need to be corrected uh with permission from the board which we'll bring to you shortly uh but yes the the tax collection uh, uh date doesn't uh, doesn't uh relate to this so we do have reserves in each one of those funds yes we do
5: okay well i mean i would suggest that we um, You know, we have a duly elected fiscal officer in the township, and that would be Mr. Mr. Porter. Um, And I would suggest that we have a conversation with Mr. Porter at our next meeting to determine uh, where he sees issues. Obviously, I'm not going to weigh in on, on, um, I, I, am I've already got a public opinion on this and, and I'll, I'll just reiterate it that I'm not going to weigh in and suggest to Mr. Porter that he should, um, he should change the software uh, based on the fact that he's got 30 years experience with no major findings in 30 years, he's done an exemplary job uh, as our fiscal officer, he is the duly elected fiscal officer, he has certain statutory responsibilities to, to follow to meet the requirements of the auditor of state. And um, those are his responsibilities as a duly elected fiscal officer. So I'm not, as a trustee, I'm not going to go in and suggest that, that I know more about this uh, accounting software than he does. I, I want to hear what he has to say specifically about this accounting software because he is the fiscal officer and he is the one that has to use the software in order to, make, to meet the statutory requirements. So um, I'm glad we're, we're tabling this until Mr. Porter can, can weigh in on it.
2: And I'd like to hear what Mr. Porter has to
5: say about it as well
2: and what's going on. It it is disturbing to me, though, to hear that basically on the federal side, when the federal government hits the point of the limit of appropriations Congress has allowed for the federal government shuts down because it's illegal to spend money Congress hasn't appropriated. That's true on the Board of Trustees level, too. There's a concept known as the legal level of control which is this weird government accounting term in Ohio Administrative Code, section 117-7-02, uh, which says the township trustees shall adopt appropriation measures. Those measures establish the legal level of control. And then the legal level of control is the level at which spending in excess of budgeted amounts would be in violation of the law. Now, it sounds like over the last two years, we've been technically in violation of the law dozens of times as a within two major funds and several minor funds, which isn't supposed to happen. There are corrective measures to take. It's it's a technical foul, I suppose, more than anything else. But my understanding is our current accounting software just allowed that to happen with no warning or or no, no bumpers or guards for anyone. And this new software would prevent that from happening always. So again, this is something we should talk about with Mr. Porter here, though. I want to hear his input because he's the one in charge of our records and in charge of implementing the spending that the trustees authorize. But we as trustees are the ones who do control the money, of course, and what gets spent and what doesn't get spent and at what level it gets spent. So I'm, I'm expecting we'll have that uh, discussion this Thursday night in our meeting and that will be a good one.
0: And, and I'm on board too with uh, what Mr. James said as elected official. We have a fiduciary responsibility and it's disturbing when you overspend uh, appropriations in two fund accounts and in more than 30 sub accounts. Uh, and if it was a one-time thing, two-time thing, I can understand it, but this has been going on for years. We have a chance to fix it. Uh, let's discuss I'll to back here. May the need to be reporter the meeting. Sorry, because mm-hmm. he has to get a meter put on. Yeah,
6: If he needs
2: it. Chief, your mic is live.
1: Okay. Um uh, next item is a, a a resolution to establish a a new uh, account um this is to uh, uh handle the uh, cares money when we originally uh, put this in we were going to run it through an existing account and then it uh, came up that we really for uh, uh tracking and managing all these funds we should we should establish a new account and uh uh, this resolution uh, sets that in place um, uh,
5: I'll make a motion to uh, establish a, resol- uh, a a establish a coronavirus relief fund I'll second
0: mr warwick
1: mr weedman hi well hold, hold on hold on we have a resolution uh, a written resolution to establish that fund We do yeah I'll read the title it's up on the,
5: rest- the screen uh,
1: and they have it in front of them on the screen. Uh, a resolution establishing the CARES Act Coronavirus Relief Fund and adopting an internal control policy, dispensing with a second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion, second.
0: Mr. Warwick, any discussion? First, Mr. Warwick.
1: Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. And Mr. LaBarbara. Aye. Okay. In conjunction with this uh, new account that, would, that you just established, we also have to. Uh, we had already done a purchase order on funds out of a out of the account we put it in when the funds came in, so we need to void out that purchase order and uh, issue a new purchase order uh, that directs the funds being taken out of this new account. So the new purchase order is eight six 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 A, that replaced uh, PO eight six six six, and the amount is uh, two hundred and sixty six thousand three hundred nineteen dollars and forty two cents. Um, need a motion to approve motion. Uh, purchase order. Second,
0: Mr. Worwood, call the roll.
1: Sister Weedman. Hi. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbara? Aye. Okay, I have one other large PO um, uh, for fire operations, purchase uh, order 8577A. Um, At the beginning of the year, the chief had a purchase order open for this account and that purchase order is uh, almost exhausted. So we're asking for a new purchase order. These, uh, these funds are already appropriated. We're in good shape in that account. We're not running over the appropriations. Um, we're simply uh, uh, asking that uh, we approve a, a larger purchase order so the chief can uh, keep operating. This particular account, which is 10-A-12 is his operating account and uh, this does most of uh, the spending that he needs to do. Uh, the amount of the purchase order is $64,434.35. Need a motion to approve this Go. a second. Mr.
0: Warwick? Mr.
1: Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Okay. Um, We went ahead and and, uh, uh, Debbie sent out the uh, check run and I guess uh, uh, she's got these dated for Thursday. We didn't know what we were gonna do with meeting. So I would ask if you'd wanna approve the bills uh, today, it's uh, uh, the check run that was sent to you. It's check number 67606 through check number 67698. Uh, a motion to pay the bills. Motion to approve. Second. Let's let, let's just note for public
2: reference. So we're talking about one million ninety-five thousand seven hundred ninety-eight dollars and twenty cents in checks. Is that correct, Mr. Ward? That's right. Okay.
0: Mr. Ward, roll.
1: Mr. Weedman, aye. Mr. James, aye. And Mr. LeBarbara, aye. Okay. Uh, what do we want to, I wanted to just have a discussion. What do we want to do about Thursday night's meeting? Um, obviously the three options I think are meet in person with the public allowed, meet in person without the public allowed or come back to zoom.
0: I would say, uh, I think we should meet Thursday in the administration building without members of the public. Uh, that, that would be my, my recommendation. My
2: yeah, I have, I have mixed feelings on that. The governor's current directives uh, from him and Ohio Department of Health indicate that meetings of more than 10 people in the room are strongly discouraged. We have a big room. We can open the windows and doors for better ventilation possibly even. But uh, even without the public present, I think we're going to typically have more than 10 people in the room uh, with, with the video crew there as well to live stream to the public um, and those of us who were assembled there. That, that is a concern. Um, I know these Zoom meetings are awkward occasionally, you know, we see here Mr. Desai had trouble getting in, for example, uh, they're technically awkward and you see family members walking behind you sometimes, but I, I guess I can go either way. I don't want to be disrespective of the governor's concerns uh, here either, but either Seems to work, I think, for the most part. We want to make sure everybody is technically uh, able to get in, though. I know Mr. Porter has had trouble with that in the past, and we obviously want to have a good discussion of the accounting uh, issue that will be before us then. So I, I leave it to Mr. Works' discretion, I think.
1: Well, we'll have, uh, we, we can do it with nine people, Tom, because uh, uh, Jessica will be in charge of the minutes, and she doesn't need to be in the room to do that. Um, so we definitely could be under 10 people.
0: And as far as residents comments, we could go back to put a notice on the, uh, website, uh, to email you any questions, uh, any comments. That is correct. Tom, you want to Weidman, you want to Mr. Weidman, you want to weigh in on this? Um,
5: I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little indifferent about it. I'm kind of the opinion that, um, if we have a, uh, a public meeting that we should invite the public in. And if we don't, if, if we choose not to do that because of the numbers, number of people that we potentially have uh, coming to the meeting, then I, then I would be more in favor of a zoom meeting, but I'll yield to you people, you two, you if you decide you, you uh, want to go a different way, it's fine by me. I just think that if you, if you have a public meeting that you should be inviting the public in uh, yeah. I'm talking about in-person public meeting versus, um, uh, versus
6: having a Zoom. So uh, I'll go either way, I'm, I'm good anyway. All right. Can I weigh in on the uh, accounting software thing?
0: Why? We're not really discussing that now, Chief. We're...
6: Well, it kind of has to do with the Thursday night meeting. I'm. It's up to you.
2: What's well, got to do with the meeting? Yeah, please.
6: Be... I'm, just, my, I'm just wondering if, uh, before we focus on Thursday night with Mr. Porter, on this, if, if uh, Mr. Warwick could uh, have a meeting with all the department heads and, and Mr. Porter and uh, bring the software into the meeting room and display it so we can kind of get a demo of it and kind of see what it how it operates and if it you know how it works before we challenge whether we want it or not want it. I mean, I've never seen it myself. I don't know how many people have. But maybe, maybe we get, I mean, when we bought bucks, they came in and did a big demonstration on it and showed us how it operated and kind of see if it was something that would work for us.
1: Well, I, we simply haven't moved that far, chief. Okay. Um, if it's something to be considered, of course, we would do that.
0: Let's get back to the meeting. Uh, I, I propose we meet Thursday uh, without the public. If we do for the public, then we must have... Cheap petting. We must have somebody on that door during the mm-hmm. meeting to make sure that they are given the proper temperature taken, mask wear. If you want, if you can guarantee that, then uh, then I'm with Mr. Weedman. Invite the public, but uh, we had an incident uh, the last time, and the door was locked as it should be, and somebody's banging on the door. Somebody else doesn't want to wear a mask, so. Uh, if somebody can, Gary, if you can say, yeah, well, somebody on the door, then I'll go along with Mr. Weidman on that and invite the public.
6: Well, um, we we can have somebody at the door to monitor and take temperatures, but what what uh, what fallback do we have on somebody saying they don't want to wear it, as we did last meeting?
0: Well, then Check them just, out? Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the
5: only reason why Zoom uh, allows us to enforce the rules without uh, uh Combatants like uh, Mr. Fortin um, makes it a little bit easier, that's the only reason I would yield to Zoom. But uh, again, I'm 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 open to whatever.
1: Well, letting, letting right the public, public in also challenges the the ten people rule. Yes. So, if if we do it in person, and we want to adhere to the ten people, then the public would not be invited in person.
2: Okay. I'm, I... Is there a way we could? Sorry. Is there a way we could do some sort of hybrid and allow live public participation without necessarily being in the room. For example, we have the the lobby of the building in our room. Could we set up a video link in there or even outside if the weather permits and allow people to, to speak through that though in some way or to enter the room to speak but keep everybody else out while they're not speaking? We could get creative.
1: Yes, I, I'll I... I can uh, work on that with Rob Ebel to see what the uh, what all can be done in that regard. Yeah, I mean, we we can, in, before we announce,
2: I, I don't, I don't know that we have any tents ourselves as a township, but if we had a tent, we could set up even out front with some seating gentlemen, and a TV out looking, there.
0: Tom, excuse me, we're looking at forty-eight hours before the a little more important yeah. meeting. I think in the future we might think about that, but for Thursday's meeting. Uh, Let's let's proceed without the public, and we're we're following the governor's rules. That was a motion. That's a motion. All right.
2: Well, I, I I'll second that. Just noting, you mean without the public physically present, but of course
1: we no. will be live streaming.
0: Yes. yes. Okay, Mr. Ward.
1: Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbara. Aye. I have nothing further.
0: Okay, and we have uh, trustee items.
5: I I just only have one item that uh, uh, I spoke about this before as it relates to uh, the blood supply in Hamilton County. Um, I know that uh, President Trump addressed this as it relates to plasma in the last week. Um, If you uh, you have been COVID-19 positive, if you have the antibodies, uh, Hawksworth would love to have some of your plasma. Um, they're using it uh, experimentally right now to help those other patients that are uh, uh, having a more difficult time getting through the um, uh, the COVID 19. And um, any anybody who's got that, I would uh, send the the signal out to them to uh, participate in the uh, in the uh, plasma program at Hawksworth. That's all I have.
2: Uh, only thing. Yeah, only thing I've got right now, just a reminder again, the census. I saw in the news this morning, they're actually shortening the time frame in which the U.S. Census Bureau will be sending people out knocking on doors, and that's going to end on September 30th. If there are residents watching who are concerned enough to watch the trustees but haven't gotten around to actually responding to the census yet, please do. It matters so that we have an accurate count of our own population. Thanks.
0: Announcement uh, changes. Uh, I have none except for to say that for scheduled meetings uh, and events, see our calendar that's on display on our website. Uh, right now, I wanna to go to executive session. We're gonna adjourn into executive session with our law director Deepak Desai to discuss ongoing litigation as permitted by Ohio revised code section 121 And I'm inviting into executive session, uh, of course, our law director, administrator, Mr. Ward. We have
1: to, we have to move to do that, Jim.
0: Yeah, make a motion.
1: Second. Okay. Mr. Weedman, Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr.
0: LaBarbara. Aye. And we're going to invite into executive session our administrator, Mr. Warwick, three trustees, Skylar Miller and uh, Tracy Kellams. And the time is
5: like magic.
4: <laughs> yes.
2: And where are the others on? They're talking about us now, I think in there. Yeah, probably, yeah.
0: I'm used to that. <laughs> okay. Now we're in the main session. Is everybody back? Nope. Uh, Still waiting. Uh, we're missing Ray and Tracy. Okay, Tracy. yeah. back?
1: hopefully Tracy's doing what I just did.
0: Yeah, it, it kept, that here three times, popped up three times. There, there we, he is, that. there he okay. is. Okay, we are back from executive session. Uh, we are, we're missing Deepak still, which I don't think we need, but- We don't need him. Okay. Okay. We are back from executive session. We are now in the regular session. The time is 1136. Do we have a motion to, motion adjourn. to adjourn? Wait, wait,
2: wait! I, I, hold on. Do we need to move to conclude executive session? I'm sorry. I'm fuzzy on that, but no, no. there's
1: not, nothing to report. Okay.
5: Motion to adjourn.
0: Second. A second. All in favor. Aye. 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 Thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy.
3: TOM JAMES, BEFORE YOU LEAVE, THE DATE OF THAT MEETING IS AUGUST 21ST.
0: THANK YOU. ALL RIGHT.